Happy, happy Tuesday and welcome to the Daily with Sil Stein on Anchor. On today's show, we're going to talk about the writer's devotional, 365 inspirational exercises, ideas, tips, and motivations on writing by author Amy Peters. We're going to we're gonna um, learn uh, about week, we're going to cover week 25. I'm going to go over the days of the week on this writer's devotional today and then I'm going to do the wrap up and some announcement. So let's dive right in. I am Sil- author Sylvia Stein and welcome to the show. <coughs> Excuse me. Writers on writing. Asking a working writer what he thinks about critics is like asking a lamppost what it feels about dogs. This is a quote by Christopher Hampton. Christopher Hampton is a British playwright and a screenwriter, perhaps best known for the play Les Laisons Dangereux, based on the French episodory novel. He also wrote the screenplay for the popular movie version of the story starring John Malkovich, Glenn Close, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Uma Thurman, which was Dangerous Liaisons. Um, Happily, which is what it translates to. Happily for him, since he seems not to hold warm and fuzzy thoughts about critics, the play and the movie were well received. He has taken his lashing from critics, however. He especially took a beating for his 2003 film Imagining Argentina, starring Antonio Banderas and Emma Thompson. Highly flawed, awkwardly executed, poorly conceived, fidgety and incomplete. Ouch. Those were some of the critics and what they said. Hampton can keep this state of mind because he recognizes that writing involves risk. Every time writers create and publish, whether in the local newspaper or on movie screens around the globe, they are open to the judgment of others. In this way, writing that most solitary of occupations becomes dramatically unsolitary. You shouldn't take his critique critique as disheartening news. Hampton affirms that there is nothing he would rather do than write. He says, I'm aware of how rare it is for people to be able to do exactly what they want to do. So I'm always grateful. And we'll be right back with This was Writers on Writing and Learning About Christopher Hampton. And for the Tuesday Motivation, we'll be right back. And welcome back to The Daily with Sil Stein here on Anchor. And here is, uh, this week we're covering the book by author, again, we're covering the book by author Amy Peters, The Writer's Devotional, 365, uh, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips, and Motivations on Writing. Now we go to Tuesday Motivation. Letter writing is the only device for combining solitude with good company. Okay, so here we go into um, Tuesday Motivation. This is for week 25. It's all divided into different weeks. You're ever stuck, the quote is, Letter writing is the only device for combining solitude with good company. This is by a quote by Lord Byron. You're ever stuck 
with an idea that won't germinate on the paper. Consider taking a break. Consider taking a break and writing a letter to one of your favorite writers. The author is no longer alive. That's okay. Write the letter as an exercise to limber up your mind before launching into other writing projects for the day. Many authors love to receive fan mail, and with the advent of the Internet, it is easier than ever to track down either their home or email address. Many authors have their own website, which lists contact information for snail mail or an email address for sending your letter. Most publishers will also forward letters to their authors. President Barack Obama, also a best-selling author, penned a fan letter to Life of Pi novelist Jan Martel. Martel celebrated the letter on his personal blog by connecting with authors. You will continue to develop a foundation for your writing. Corresponding with other writers can help bridge the gap between the work you do on your own and your need as a writer to connect with others. Writing letters is also, of course, another act of writing because all of your writing counts. So too do we, no, so too do these letters as Ernest, Ernest Hemingway said. Writing letters is such a well way to keep from working and yet feel you've been, you've done something. That's pretty interesting. And now we, uh, and we'll be right back with Wednesday. So that was by, quote by Lord Byron. Now we're moving on on the next segment to Wednesday writing class. Write a travelogue about a day trip to a nearby town. So we're going to be right, right back to cover uh, Wednesday writing. This is The Daily with Sil Stein on Anchor. Give me a second here. Okay. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Daily with Sil Stein here on Anchor. And now we're back with Thursday editing. A dash is a mark of separation, stronger than a comma, less formal than a colon, and more relaxed than parentheses. Strunk, this is from Strunk and White, The Elements of Style. Now the interesting part about this is that when I covered Stephen King on writing, if you remember, he didn't quote a lot of writing books, but one of the writing books he did mention was The Elements of Style by Strunk and White. So if you have not checked that book out, that's the book I recommend this week to check out Strunk and White, The Elements of Style. Now we're going with Thursday editing. Am I crazy about dashes? 
and use them in my writing all the time. When I want to make a particular point very clear, I love them because they are visually appealing. They really stand out on the page and are more engaging than parenthetical remarks, which can often take you off topic. So see what I mean? So she did. She they, she kind of shows that here. She puts are visually appealing. Marks it. They really stand out on the stage. She puts the um, the dashes and are more engaging than parenthetical remarks, which can often take you off topic. Okay, dashes are an immediate way to say to the reader, "Wake up! I've got some important information you need to know." without using an exclamation point, which looks juvenile. The Chicago Manual of Style implies that the dash suggests decisiveness, and I agree. However, like all great techniques of writing, it should not be overused. Dashes can be used no more than once a chapter or once in an essay. Sorry. When do you use them? They can be inserted into the middle of a sentence as a qualifying clause or at the end of a sentence when you have a, an abrupt change in a thought or a interruption in speech during dialogue. I think you're an angel. I mean, an idiot. Well, that's an interesting sentence. But it makes it, it I mean, it, it puts the dash in between an angel and idiot. So that, that was interesting. I think you're an angel. And then it's... I mean, an idiot. But anyway, in any case, uh, we now, uh, this was Thursday editing, and we'll be right back with Friday Biography. And welcome back to The Daily with Sil Stein on Anchor. Now we have Friday Biography, and I'm going to read a quote by author John Grisham. The most difficult task facing a writer is to find a voice in which to tell the story. So let's begin. John Grisham majored in accounting at Mississippi State University and later graduated with a law degree. He went on to practice law for nearly a decade, specializing in criminal defense and personal injury litigation. In 1983, he was elected to the Mississippi House of Representatives and served until 1990. As a lawyer, Grisham was exposed to the darkest parts of the criminal justice system. He once overheard the testimony of a 12-year-old rape victim, which inspired him to write his own novel exploring what would have happened if the girl's father had murdered her assailants. He took the time to write every morning for several hours before heading off to work and three years later he was finished with his first novel, A Time to Kill. It was eventually bought by a small press following many other rejections and in 1988 just 5,000 copies were printed. When he sold the film rights to his next novel, The Firm, in Paramount Pictures, to Paramount Pictures for 600000 Grisham suddenly became an overnight success. The Firm became the best-selling novel of 1991. Since then, Grisham has published a best-selling novel every year. 
So if you have not checked out the books by John Grisham, please do. Because of his of his law degree background, he really covers in depth uh, in depth all of the elements that are that you know are haunting, especially a time to kill. That book and that that movie showed a, a very strong storyline and what happens with such a horrendous act being committed and in the firm every every story that he tells tells a, uh, brings about a, a, an interesting uh, uh, story and, and as he quoted the most difficult task facing a writer is to find a voice in which to tell the story he really finds his voice in his novels and so I would highly recommend you check out John Grisham and this was Friday biography on uh, using the book by author the uh, author Amy Peters the writer's devotional 365 inspirational exercises ideas tips and motivations on writing and we'll be right back time for the wrap up here on the daily with Sil Stein on anchor for today I covered uh, Monday through Friday on week 25 and I will leave Saturday and Sunday for the next time I do my show of the daily with Sil Stein on anchor but the books to read as I said is the elements of style by strunk and white um, and then since we're going to be talking about Van Gogh, look up Complete Letters of Van Gogh, of Vincent Van Gogh, if you have a chance. It's called Complete Letters of Vincent Van Gogh by Vincent Van Gogh. So I hope you'll check those out. And I really have enjoyed um, being here today, even though it's a short show. As I said, I'm going to be taking a small hiatus during uh, this month of March, starting tomorrow. Up until maybe the day after Easter, I'll be back online. But I, but it's a time for reflection for me, trying to do a little something different. We depend so much on other things. We got to focus on ourselves sometimes. And I want to do some uh, some more reflection, whether it be prayer, meditation, and also uh, take care of house house stuff that needs to be done and hasn't been dealt with. So. There's so much stuff I have to get done, kind of like an early spring cleaning. And uh, I do appreciate you guys that support the podcast and have, have gone in and logged in. If you have not, I hope you'll check out the episodes and I hope everyone has a great, great day. Those are some of my announcements. And also, I will be coming back with my new novel, news on my new novel, Battered Mind. I'll resume on Chasing Clarity. But for now, I hope you will check out this podcast and the other podcasts that are available through the Daily Whistle Stein here on Anchor. And they're also available through Spotify, um, Google Play, um, iTunes, um, and any other social media that you might want to get them. Uh, look look up the daily with Silstein on Anchor. But for now, I just wanted to say thank you. And I, I will miss uh, uh, 
doing my podcast and trying to be a part of it. But when I get back, it'll be even better. So I hope everyone has a good one. Have a great day and happy, happy Tuesday. And thank you for joining me here today on the Daily with Stein on Anchor. Have a great one.